Welcome to the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. Welcome back into the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. Good morning, Zach. Good morning. We, I am coming to you from, we are both coming to you from our home, or I'm at work, you're at your home office. Yep. Edit, edit some photos while we uh, podcast here, right? <laughs> yeah. We're making it happen, though. We're making it happen. We're bringing the podcast back. So, yeah, yeah, we're uh, I'm I'm spent a lot of time trying to get my uh, microphone hooked up, and I think I've forgotten how. So we're we're coming to you from the AirPods this morning. Yes, yeah. And, uh, th- thank you, Apple, for a good backup. But uh, it's good to be back. We got a lot to talk about, and uh, thank you to Jake for all the work he's done for the last two weeks' podcast. I've really enjoyed listening to it. He's been very kind and complimentary. To both of us for our drafts yeah um one of one of which panned out really well in week one one of which had a had a rougher week there yes right definitely yes do you um so do you want to before we start let's just go ahead and knock it out uh uh-huh. there was a big change in our league scoring so i am two and oh and you are oh and two mm-hmm. do you want to explain a little bit again about how that happened yeah, so there was an option this year for uh, for the commissioner to upgrade the league to what's called Commissioner Plus. And I'll tell you all the, fe- the features that are an option right now. And there's one feature that I wish was an option, and uh, that is I wish that you could customize the time that players come off of waivers. I wish that mm. we're paying money now. You know, I paid an extra $25 just to upgrade our league out of pocket so that we could have this. And I wish that Mm -hmm. they would let us change a few more things. Um, But the first one is you can play an additional matchup each week versus the average of the, the median score of the, of uh, the league. And also you could play a second opponent if you wanted to. Um, Another option is that you could have a seven team playoffs. It says configure your league like the professional league. So just a seven, seven team playoffs. And then the last feature, which is odd, is custom position eligibility. So we could add positions to any player in the league. So you can make Ron Tannehill, oh. you know, uh, you know, a safety Tied end or whatever, yeah, or yeah. whatever, or a DST. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so um, that's really odd. But anyways, we went with the median score. And um, so, what did you think of it? You like it? You like the change? Well, I mean, obviously, I liked it in week yeah, one. Yeah, you two and zero, right? Yeah, had a, had a good week, but I do like if, um, and I said this in my when I voted yes for it, if you have one of those weeks where you have a two hundred point week, but the person you're playing has a two hundred and two point week, you still benefit from it. So yes. where we're really going to feel this is at playoff time because I think it's going to separate the teams who kind of eked by and the teams who actually have quality team but may have just run into bad luck every week. So so one of the things that – one of the stats that we're not going to notice as much are the points for and the points against when it comes to the lower-ranked teams. Because remember in years past, we'll talk about, you know, so-and-so's in 13th place, but their points for are higher than half the league. Well, you're not going to be in 14th place – if yep. your points for are higher than half the league, you're going to be up there in the middle because you're going to benefit from the median score. And the same is the same is true on the other side. If you're a team that's poor 
and you luck out and you face somebody that had an injury or had something happen and um, and you're racking up wins, you're also going to take an L for the poor quality of your team. And I think that's good. Uh, it's different. And I know some people don't like change, but I think in the end, it's going to benefit the competitive balance of the league, I guess. Yeah, I think that, you know, the more I've thought about it, that we voted for the eighth seed in the playoffs to be the highest point total, which is fine. But I also think that since we have enabled this option, which we did not know about, you know, at the time that we were voting for all this, I think that this could really eliminate the need for Mm -hmm. that change. You know, I think that the eighth place might be the rightful person anyways. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. um, I think we'll it's going to balance it out. Yeah, I, I think it's a good change. I think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out this year and we can make changes as we go. But um, yeah, and just just I wanted to remind everybody about this, too. So we do have keepers this year and I find myself kind of forgetting what we discussed and I have the notes right in front of me. So just a reminder that each year for the keepers, you get to keep one player next year that you drafted. It has to be somebody that you drafted. Free agents are not eligible. Um, Traded players are still eligible. Um, And it's only for one year. And a a three-round escalator as well. So if you drafted somebody in the seventh round and you wanted to keep them, that's going to be your fourth-round pick next year. So does that all make sense the way that I just said it? Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciated Jake coming up with who he thinks will be our keepers in his yeah. uh, draft analysis last week. That was why we drafted three quarterbacks. Ah, okay. but you get, you get closer to the end of the draft and Bryce Young still sitting there. Well, why not take a flyer yeah. in a, on a late round pick, but where it becomes an issue is when you have to stash him through yes. the year yes. so that you'll have eligibility to keep him next year. And yeah. that's when you're going to have to start really playing the game. Who is right. worthy of stashing, hoping they're going to pan out for next year using one of those low-round picks? Because if Bryce Young turns out to be any kind of serviceable first-string quarterback, getting him with a super late-round pick, that's going to be well worth it for us. Right, and so it definitely so, impacts the rosters and uh, the free agent pool, you know. So um, if it turns out to be terrible, maybe we can make an extra where you don't have to keep them on your your team the whole year, but – that is the case for this year. We're going to see how it plays out. So, uh, oh, I think that's part of the. Yeah, I think that's part of the game. You have to just because you luck out and draft them. If you draft and drop, then I don't. I think you've got to figure out how to stash them and hold on to them. But yes, um, the, I thought the draft was great. I know yeah. you and Jake talked about that a little bit. Uh, we've we've kind of settled into the digital version of the draft where everybody's got their own, uh, in, their own computer. The internet held up for us yeah. to be able to make it work. There was a few people that had some issues, but uh, really it just came down to restarting the app or restarting yeah. the program. Yeah, that one time that came back around. That one time Rich had the issue. He just needed to refresh the page. It was just a issue with the the program itself. So if that ever happens to anybody next next year, just refresh the page and enter the draft, and you should be good. So. We did, we did a draft for another league I'm in at Buffalo Wild Wings with the stickers, the old school draft oh, stickers. Man. Dude, I wish I had some of our old I, – I know I kept a few of those draft boards from yeah. way back when we did it, and I'm guessing, you know, through a couple moves, 
uh, we yeah. just tossed them or something. But I wish I still had those. That'd been great with, you know, probably like Priest Holmes stickers and stuff like that. So, yeah, but I, but I uh, I am a big fan of Fangraft and what they provide. Oh yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, nice. I, the stickers kind of look cool, but man, having a guys walk up guys walk up to the front saying, "Hey, give me the tight end stack," and they're sitting there oh, looking no. at stickers trying to figure out who to draft next. Oh no, yeah, all no that thing. stuff, man. That's that's tough. That's yeah. tough. So, uh, so I'm really uh, I'm a big fan of. Uh, of fan draft i don't know that i was a huge fan of the ice bucket i'll throw that out there right now um <laughs> I, you, know, you I, know it was better than the light the last ice bucket with jordan i wanted that's since, that's true and, well, and, and jordan jordan if you're listening and i hope you are I, I appreciated you uh donning the eagles costume i appreciated you Although it may have taken away some of the shock of taking an ice bucket by wearing that that helmet, that mask, that. Do you think um, that was strategy by Jordan? I don't think he thought about it, or I think he's just <laughs> impervious to the shock of the ice bucket because he didn't even. Didn't we didn't get to see the wince. We didn't get to see the facial expression. That's I, true. I picture. I yeah. picture. Um, I picture Kevin White coming down the water slide and getting hit yeah. <laughs> by the ice bucket from my boys uh, yes. we didn't get yeah. to see that uh, but but i do know that there was ice in the bucket we know yes. that yeah there was ice um, in the bucket the problem was we took ice from there was a bag of ice in the freezer at teenside and we used that and we were worried we didn't break it up enough so oh. we we kind of <laughs> we were, we were kind of <laughs> worried we we're going to drop an iceberg on jordan and all of a sudden <laughs> the the eagle right there just passes out from getting just, hit with a a chunk of ice that falls out from the cooler. So we were really, that thought did cross my mind. And, uh, but Matt said it was broken up at that point. So would Jordan have been eligible to draft had he been in concussion protocol? That's oh, the man. question. Yeah. <laughs> That's the question for the day. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was great. I, I thought the, uh, the speech probably killed a little bit of it. Um, yeah. You know, that leave, leave it to Jordan to stump speech, the ice bucket, yeah. but yeah. Um, but but all in all, uh, the food was great. Having the ice bucket live was fun. The draft was great. Um, I haven't officially my my son will not create a Yahoo email so that I can share uh, the invite for him to be my co-manager. But he will officially be my co-manager, and he's very excited about that. Yeah, that was uh, he, he, was he, he plays in a lot of leagues, and he really feels like this is the big boys. This yeah. is like he he's graduated into real fantasy ball. Uh, which I don't know how if I've got him like snowed or something, but he thinks if I play fantasy football against all his friends, then they don't stand a chance. Which, <laughs> which is funny because fantasy football is just a game of chance. So, yes, absolutely. Um, so I, I appreciate that he respects the CMB league as much as he does. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the draft, Zach, you have draft cards. The best or worst? Do you want to share some of those? Yeah, I do. And before we move on to this, I just want to say again, thank you to everybody that that helped. I mean. Truly, I think almost every single person at the draft had a hand in helping get ready for the draft. Um, you know, people are bringing food. And I know we said it a lot, like, you know, I know Pace brings the food um, or the the barbecue is always a huge hit. I know that takes a lot of work. Um, Jeff Gall bringing the ice cream. Mm -hmm. Cam brought stuff. Um, I know the Suggs, you did stuff. You're getting software ready. People are helping me set up the draft room, break it down. Um, people are running... Aaron's getting food and bringing it to the draft. So there's just 
a ton that goes on more than you would think um, mm -hmm. to get the draft together. And I just appreciate everybody helping out every year to make it happen. Cause it, it is a little bit of an undertaking more than you would think. So uh, a big Absolutely. thank you to everybody that chipped in their own time and their own money and everything. So thank you. But yeah, I've got the uh, draft cards here and I'm going to run down this really quick. So the, the best and worst picks from the draft. And I hope I can read everybody's handwriting here because it is interesting. Um, the best pick from this person who drafted Christian McCaffrey, the best pick was uh, Hubbard. I guess his backup is that McCaffrey's backup. Right. Okay. The worst right. pick is Derek Henry. For pick number 12, that's the worst pick. Ouch. And then the memorable pick is TJ Watt to start the IDPs. So, yeah, that was that was crazy mm. this year. You know, the IDPs usually go in the fifth and sixth round. This year, they didn't go until the ninth, and then it was a free-for-all after that. So, that was interesting. Um, the best pick, Juju in round 11. Whoever got Juju in round 11, best pick. Worst pick, Najee Harris in round two. So there you go for that. Best pick, um, I can't even wait. Worst is, oh, Jonathan Taylor going to the Almond Brothers. And the best pick was A.J. Brown. Mm. Uh, best pick was Kyler Murray. Worst pick, Jonathan Taylor. Best pick was Jalen Waddle because I wanted him, is what somebody put here. <laughs> The worst pick, Jonathan Taylor. Man. Yep. And best pick, Jalen Hyatt. And then worst pick, Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> best pick. Oh, goodness. I can't read this. Best moment is the ice cream. Uh, mm. like, oh, best pick. <laughs> okay, this is this is James's card. Okay. Um Best pick was was Blake returning, and he put the worst pick was Blake leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and the best moment for James was the ice cream. Okay, uh, the best pick was DJ Moore, and the worst was James Connor. And the last card I have says that the best picks. Oh, there's multiple picks here. Best picks: Waller in round five, Howell in round thirteen, Mims in round fourteen, Pickett in round fifteen. Worst pick, Hayden Hurst, round eight, and Jonathan Taylor. And then the Man, most was memorable. That was, that Jake, was that Jake's card? This is Jake's card, yeah. Okay, and then the okay. most most memorable moment is Jordan Iwanis and trash talking during his first pick. So there you have it. That's all there the cards is. I got. There it is. Nice. Nice. Uh, Jonathan Taylor not getting a lot of love. He is not. He. They better hope he comes back in week five or it's going to be rough. For sure, for sure um kevin gave us some info sheets at the yes. draft and by the yeah. way prayer, prayers up to kevin kevin lost his father this week yeah and um i know he was he was dealing with that at the draft yes. some too so uh prayers for him and yes. the loss of his father yep and this is another thing that i love that you know kevin brought to the draft um putting the work in for this so we appreciate this but um if anybody looked this over uh kevin putting putting forth some uh some stats from the draft from last year, which is very interesting. And out of the 23, 23 players drafted last year in the 2022 draft, how many were still on the roster at season's end? And the team with the least amount of players that were still on their roster that they had drafted was the 
Tecmo Power Runners. I kind of thought it would be us. I thought it'd be H&F, but it was not. So Tecmo only had 11 players left out of the 23 that they drafted. Um, followed by Kemp's crew, Isaiah 4031, Golden Eagle Football, Your Worst Nightmare, Donut Stop Believing. So it kind of goes from there. And last year, draft position in relation to how your team finished the season. So um, West Coast Wombats, you know, they finished first and they drafted ninth last year. East Coast Wombats finished second and they drafted 14th, which they drafted 14th this year as well. So uh, just a little interesting stats there. Uh, the first overall pick was Big Orange Bullies, which they ended up going 11 and three. Um for their record, but they did not mm -hmm. finish first. Uh, fun facts, he has. Geno Smith was undrafted and ended up accumulating the six highest points in the league. Kirk Cousins accumulated more points in the season than Justin Jefferson. And New England's defense accumulated the most points for a team defense last season, 46th overall. And only four first-round picks last year made it into the top 25 for accumulated points last season. So there you go. Some interesting stats there from last year. I like that. I, I, I would appreciate him bringing some more of those. That was, that was cool. Yeah. He said he's got some more. So when we get a call of the week going and we'll get Kevin on here and I think he's got some more. So we look forward to that for sure. Nice. Well, let's, uh, let's move on to our uh, fab and a lot of movement going yes. on in this league. We hit the ground running on fab. So this segment is called show me the money. Show me the money. Yes, so we had a lot of fab movement. Um, the The grand prize was apparently Joshua Kelly, who went for 35 fab to Man. Greco, who Greg just had a – he had a horrible great week, you could say, because uh, he lost J.K. Dobbins to the Achilles and Cooper Cup, um, you know, went on IR. You were hoping that he wouldn't be out that long. Mm. Greg texted me in the middle of the week. You know, already congratulating us on the win. And, uh, you know, when J.K. Dobbins, I think, got hurt and went on to beat us. Um, but he also lost those players. So he put in the uh, the bid for $35 to replace J.K. Dobbins. Uh, With my handcuff. Yeah. Sucks. You only bid $6. What are you thinking? Man, it's week one. I thought everybody would just pull timid with the, <laughs> the first the first go round of fab. <laughs> nope. Nope. We rolling. Here we going. Yeah, we're off. This this league's different. You got to remember that. Um, yep. So strong side put in six. East Coast Wombat six. Kim's crew eight. We put in 11. And Joshua Kelly went for 35 to Greg. Uh, then after that, it was Puka Nakua. Uh, who came out of nowhere, and uh, we got him for $27. Pace put in 10, Kemp's crew 15, East Coast 21, and we got him for 27. Um, Golden Eagle Football got Justice Hill from Baltimore for 25, Fab, and Greco was next with 10. And then there was um, the linebacker for um, Detroit. I don't even know how to say his name, but uh, it went to a waiver priority to the Almond Brothers. So after that, we had some more guys going for fab, but there were no uh, competing bids. Yeah. So that's pretty much it right there. What a week out of the gate for fab. Yep. Um, and speaking of Puka Nakua. Yeah. Uh, Matt Stafford looking good. Yeah. Week one. 
Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford yeah. was, um, you know, coming back, a lot of doubts, uh, went pretty low in the draft and uh, came out of nowhere. Um, speaking of coming out of nowhere, Aaron, where were you when Aaron Rodgers, when you found out that Aaron Rodgers had, um, you know. Yeah, we were finishing you know, up. We know. A, yeah, we were finishing up a session and uh, I got an alert saying that he went down and um, that he had, you know, there was a cart coming out for him, I think is what it said, that he was being carted off. And I was like, what in the world? And uh, then I saw the replay and you just see him standing there and all of a sudden he just kind of sits down, you know? <laughs> so yeah, that, that was brutal. And um, you just, you hate to see that obviously. So, um, but yeah, that was, that was unfortunate. Where were you? I was on a date with my wife at Fire and Vine. Whoa. We had, we had dinner up on the rooftop patio at Fire and Vine. Okay. And uh, we were watching the game. And it was great. That place is always full. You can't get yeah. in it right now. Okay. Uh, but they it was the very first day that they had opened their – on Mondays. And okay. they, forgot, they forgot to promote it. Oh, my word. So there was nobody there. Oh. It was like – there was like – you know, three tables full and we're just yeah. hanging out. It was great. We had a great time at Fire awesome. and Vine. Cool. Um, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, I'll, I'll say this right now. Um, let me let me just play the Sweet bumper. Of the week. I got a tweet of the week. I got a for, tweet. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. You got a tweet too? You just want yeah, to go ahead and throw yours out too? Yeah, well, mine, yeah, you, you go ahead. Uh, th- there was a guy named David Zaslav oh, who – Two hours and 24 minutes before the Jets game said, excuse me, Aaron Rodgers is going to tear his Achilles on a rain-drenched MetLife turf in two and a half hours. Oh, my word. And it, as of two days ago, it already had 10 million views. Wow. So David Zaslav went viral. Is that a real person? It was a real it's, – it's not a tweet. What is it now? A post? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, on X. we got to change our bumper. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's the X of the week. I don't know what yeah. it is. All right, what's your tweet of the week? Okay, this has nothing to do with that, but it has to do with the Steelers' offense. And I'm not even going to try to say this guy's name. And he says, the Steelers' offense has now gone 36 straight games under their offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, without gaining at least 400 yards of offense. There have been 269 instances since 2021 where an offense has gained at least 400 yards in a game. But again, zero by the Steelers during that span. 36 straight games without gaining 400 yards of offense for the Steelers. Wow. Yeah. I just thought that was crazy. Um, another another thing about Aaron Rodgers, did you see the news story about there was a bar in Wisconsin that had yeah, a promo that. Yeah. Um, that you drink free if the Jets lose. And after Aaron Rodgers got hurt, everybody ran their tabs super high. Yeah. And then the and then the Jets won. And there's a guy doing a news report on Twitter while people are looking at their bar tabs and it, the camera's <laughs> panning to the people looking at their bar tabs and they, they were torn up. Oh, they man. were torn up. So, yeah. uh, so, so the house won, the house yeah. won on that one. That's for sure. That's wild. 
Yeah. Zach, let's go uh, all pro team. All right, all pro team. I do not have the total, but I'm going to run down it, the the positions really quick. So your top quarterback was Tua with 34.80 points. And I got to go for the next two just because it's just so bizarre. It's week one. Your yeah. next your next top quarterback was Mac Jones for 30.30 oh, 30 points, followed by Jordan Love, hey, 28.45. We all saw he that. He looked coming, good. Right? Jordan Love looked good. So, uh, Kemp's crew and, and West Coast Wombat's got to be excited about that. I know that uh, West Coast picked him up. But after that, Justin Herbert, Anthony Richardson, who looked good, you know, really good, Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, people you'd all expect. But uh, Mac Jones and Jordan Love up there. Your top wide receiver, um, I think everybody knows who this is. It's uh, Tyreek Hill, who went off for <laughs> Kemp's crew, 44.50 points. Then Brandon Ayuk for Tecmo had 32.90 points. And then, you know, Jacoby Myers uh, for the the Vegas Raiders for Almond Brothers, 29.10. So, uh, week one stuff, you know. Your top running back for the week. Do you have any idea who this is, Suggs? Top no. running back. Okay. Aaron Jones for Green Bay. For Donut, stop believing. 26.70 points, followed closely by Austin Eckler for strong side. 26.40 points. Uh, then McCaffrey. Oh, you know who else is there that's really odd? Tyler Algier for Atlanta. Yeah, man. The you, thought it would, you thought it would have been Bijan, but no. Yep. And I have a stat on him. Since entering uh, the NFL, Tyler Algier has the highest rushing EPA per snap at the running back position. And since week one of 2022, he ranks third in yards after contact per rush and fifth in the avoided tackle rate. Man. Isn't that crazy? So they got they got a they got a duo there, a tandem. Yeah. Yep. And your top tight end, everybody saw this coming, right? Hunter Henry for uh, New England, big orange bully, 16.60 points, followed by Hayden Hurst and then TJ Hawkinson. So there you go. Um and your top kicker, I know Jake Elliott for Philly. 19.70 points. Nick Folk was Man. right behind him for Tennessee, who that was yep. uh, such an exciting game of nothing but field yeah, Let's not talk about that. Yeah. And then your top defense. My goodness. Um, Kim's crew again. Yeah. Dallas just dominated with 42 points, seven sacks, two interceptions, a fumble recovery, two touchdowns, uh, four or two, four, two, four down stops and two three and outs gives you a total of 42 points so chris collins chris collinsworth during the game said the giants are getting destroyed right now absolutely destroyed and then daniel jones got sacked like the very next play so yeah and your top yeah. um idps tj watt for isaiah 40 31 25.75 jesse bates for uh your worst nightmare 24 points and we have a free agent alert here. Uh, Josh Allen for the Jacksonville Jaguars got 23 points. He's in free agency, has him listed as a linebacker. He had 10 total tackles, three sacks, three tackles for a loss, 23 wow. points. So uh, we'll see if that sticks next week. And then your top uh, defensive backs were Jordan Whitehead for Jordan I want or Golden Eagle Football Club, and then Amani Hooker. For the West Coast Wombats. So what were their totals? 
uh, they had 18.50 and 18.25. So that was grand total 382.2. Wow. Okay. Kind of low. Big week. Is that low? I thought that was high. I don't know. I don't know. I need to look at ours from last year. Yeah. Um, so did you have a hard time finding the median score, by the way? Of the league? I, yeah. No, it's on the main page. Top top run, 159.44. I guess I was just looking at my phone the whole time. It was it was yeah. tough for me to find on my phone. So but yeah. uh anyways, the projected uh, median score this week is 159.44. Oh, that's what I'm looking at. Never mind. Yeah. Projected yeah. median <laughs> score. Yeah, yeah, that was fair. <laughs> Last week year, one median our, score was 157.5. Yes, and this week 157.44, so. Gotcha. Yep, yeah, so we'll see how it goes. All right, Zach, it's time to hit the last bumper of the day. That's our picks of the week bumper, unless there's something else you'd rather me do. I say you bring back the uh, the Ross Crackalackin. Let's just go ahead and break that out. Just because? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In honor, in honor of uh, ECW's victory over WCW. Oh Last yeah, week. yeah. All yeah. right, here we go. Here we go. It's time for uh. <laughs> and that was our call of the week from Ross Harrison this week. <laughs> All right, let's go to picks of the week. Picks of the week. Zach, our first matchup of the week is a matchup of two two and O teams, Strongside and the Almond Brothers. Who you got? Oh man, I think this is going to be quite the matchup here. I'm going to give it to the Almond Brothers. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a good game tonight, um, and uh, keep it rolling for them. So I'm not sure about Austin Eckler with you. That's what's making me pause here. <laughs> And and uh, Cam Akers, I mean, what's going on with with uh, Cam Akers over there? You know, twenty two times for twenty nine yards. I don't know, but uh, I'm going to give it to Almond Brothers. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm going to pick myself just because I always pick my own team. Uh, I yeah. am worried about Eckler. Yeah. We're going to know a lot after tonight. Um, James has James and Blake have three players playing tonight. Ooh, yeah. And if Jalen Hurts and Justin Jefferson and Smith uh, have rough games, then I feel good. That is so, true. It could happen for sure <laughs> with the Thursday uh, night. And, I, and also, uh, just like, you know, Jalen Hurts, but but um, Josh Allen's due for the bounce back week, which a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of those high profile, high pick quarterbacks had really rough first weeks. And the assumption is it's because they don't play any in the preseason. So we watched their preseason game happen Interesting. Um, in week one. So hopefully they're due some bounce back weeks this week. So I'm going to pick pick my team. All right. Up next, we'll go with yours. Uh, H&F Industries at 0-2 in 10th place versus Pace in your face also at 0-2 in 11th place. Who you got? I'm going with us this week. Um I'm interested to see when we we flip the card on uh, Nakua here and see how he does. Um, but hopefully we can get a, a bounce back week after the painful loss that we had versus Greg last week. Uh, yeah, Zach, your team has made 13 moves already. How about it? In the CMB Fantasy Football League, including a big trade 
which we didn't talk about, but you guys uh, got it started, ironically, making a trade with Jake. How do you feel about that with your matchup this week? Yeah, I feel like it was only appropriate that Jake and uh, our team, you know, kicks off the season with with the trade. So, yeah, we uh, we went ahead and set off some fireworks and, and got it going. So how do you feel about that trade, by the way? Who do you think wins? Uh, you know, it's just kind of like playing fantasy football. I think everything's just speculation. Um, there's no, I mean, I think the, the best player in the trade is Brees Hall. If Brees Hall gets the ball, he's the yeah. best player available in that trade. Uh, but aside from that, I think, I think it was, it was pretty balanced. Um, yeah. I think Waller's going to have a good year with the Giants. I'm a fan of Waller. Uh, my Ethan, he, man, he hates Waller. He thinks he's just the worst pick ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Um, I think Saquon Barkley is another one of those that's just kind of do that bounce back week. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with you picked against me. So I'm going to pick against you. I'm going to go with face in your face. All right, personal now. It's personal. Week two. Week two. Up next, we got Big Orange Bully sitting at two and zero in second place versus the West Coast Wombats sitting at zero and two in fourteenth place. What do you think? Man, I think that uh, I think that it's going to be Big Orange Bullies. I think that uh, you know what? I'm just kidding. I'm going with the West Coast Wombats here. I just I don't have any any confidence in um in Denver Javante Williams like that whole situation right there, and uh, we'll see if it's for real with Pittman. I know that Chase has to be excited though, having uh, mm -hmm. Anthony Richardson and Pittman, but uh, I'm gonna go with West Coast Wombats. Deshaun Watson's gonna show out on on Monday Night Football. They're gonna get Devo going. Uh, Cincinnati's gonna bounce back with Higgins and the whole team. So I'm gonna go with West Coast. How about you? Oh, man. Um, you know, the Dallas Cowboys looked incredible, but it wasn't because Dak Prescott did anything crazy. Um, Stephon Diggs, did you see the Did you see the Stephon Diggs, um, the news reporter who had the microphone on during the press conference? Right, yeah, I heard he was that. was talking about how horrible Stephon Diggs is. Yes, um, yeah. That was, that was terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big Orange Bullies, I really like their team. Um, but I think it's going to be a bounce back week for West Coast Wombats. Um, I the Browns look pretty good, man. And yeah. you've got he's got the the stack, he's they're living and dying with the Cleveland Browns with the stack of Deshaun Watson and Nick Chubb. But um, big Monday Night Football game against the Steelers for sure for them. Up next, we've got Donut Stop Believing sitting at 2-0 and in fourth place versus Tecmo Power Runners sitting at 0-2 in ninth place. What do you think? I think we're, I'm giving this to Tecmo. Don't know what's going on with Garrett Wilson. Kirk Cousins, you know, don't have as much faith as I in him um, after his showing last week. Um, but, you know, Rich has got – he also has Aaron Jones who pulled his hamstring or whatever happened, so I don't even know if that guy's going to be playing. Uh, Kelsey, don't know if he's even going to be playing. I've heard people online saying um, apparently there was – he had a ton, of, a ton of blood drained off of his knee from the swelling. Oh, all right. And um, somebody 
said, you know, if if that is true, that he had that much blood drained off of his knee, then he's not playing this week. Is what they've wow. said. So. But I mean, who knows? Um, I'm going to give it to Tecmo, but I do have a question for Tecmo. They don't have a kicker spot, and I understand we we do this strategy all the time. You don't have a kicker, you pick somebody up during the the week just to be sure that you fill out your roster. So I know that they're not going to leave it empty, but at what price they are doing? They have Justin Ross on their team. Have you seen this guy? He is three percent rostered. Um, <laughs> last week he went. He had one target for one reception for six yards. Like nobody's going to pick him up unless they're just wanting to keep him or something. But yeah, I mean, guys, listen, y'all can y'all can drop. You can drop Justin Ross. Nobody's picking him up. Uh, pick up a kicker and fill out your roster, and you're good to go. But I'm picking. They have your. They have your permission. Yeah, I mean, we're. Yeah. He's not on our radar. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Unless he he goes Nakua on us, you know, and then everybody's going to bid thirty bucks on the guy. But uh, yeah, well, Justin Ross won't be on their team at the end of the week. They'll have a kicker. Yeah, I, I don't or know. What's going do, on, or they'll so. keep him out of spite. Uh, yeah, yeah. Injury woes, <laughs> I think. Injury woes, I think, are uh, hurting Rich this week. Uh, Travis Kelsey is going to be hanging out with Taylor Swift apparently <laughs> while he rehabs his injury. I'm going to go with Tecmo Power Runners. Oh man! All right. Uh, East Coast Wombats at two and zero in fifth place versus Greg Co at one and one in eighth place. Oh, Zach, who you got? Uh, I'm going with uh, East Coast on this one. Um, this is uh, man. This is going to be super close again. Did you? Going off topic, I just have to talk about how we lost to Greg really quick. If you watch the Monday night football game, we were up decently towards the very end. It was a nail-biter matchup between us. The doink kick by Tyler Bass <laughs> gave him five points. Oh, five, wow. five points, yeah. And so that brought him into, like, tying with us. I mean, I thought we were going to win. Tyler Bass, I couldn't – I thought the kick missed. And then the yeah. the rest put their arms up, you know, signaling that yeah. it went through. I couldn't believe it. And then I didn't watch the rest of it. And then uh, I see that they get a punt return. I mean, how often does that happen? And it, you yeah. know, of course, Greg has the New York Jets defense and wins. So that was a uh, that was a painful loss. So yeah, for sure. Anyways, uh, you know, I, I I think that uh, Ross and Reed are going to. Uh, I think that they'll win. It's going to be close with um, hopefully A.J. Brown, you know, has a Thursday night matchup, always makes you nervous. But I think the Eagles will have a good game tonight. And with Greg, with Devontae Adams has this uh, phantom foot injury out of nowhere, um, mm. something to keep an eye on. You hope Lamar Jackson can can bounce back, but I definitely want to see it first. I'm going with East Coast. I'm going with East Coast. Um, just looking at their their roster, their wide receivers are stronger. Their running backs are stronger. Uh, it's a wash between Herbert against Tennessee and Lamar Jackson against uh, Cincinnati. Um, I think East Coast Wombats, they just have a strong team, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with them. Okay. Golden Eagle Football Club at 0-2 versus Your Worst Nightmare also at 0-2. Who you got? I didn't get that. Let me try again. Uh, I've got the Golden Eagle Football Club with Cameron winning this week. Uh, Tua looked really good. You got to be a little bit nervous about him going up against New England, though, uh, especially in a primetime game. Um, but I do love – I just love the stack that he has with Tua and Waddle. And uh, 
I, I just think that that's a I mean, you couldn't ask for a better combo. You think Christian Kurt's gonna bounce back with uh with Jacksonville this week. And uh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to uh Cam. What about you? Yeah, same. Whoever said Derrick Henry was one of the worst picks is wrong. He's gonna have he is going to to bring it around. He looked good in the limited time he was out there. Uh, obviously, I'm always a Tua fan. It's so good to see him out there and doing well. So I'm going to go with Golden Eagle Football Club. Last uh, matchup is Isaiah 40-31 at 1-1 one one against Kemp's crew in first place. Ran through the league last week with a massive score. Uh, I'm not going to belabor this. I think uh, Jake has a great team. Jake's going to uh, do the same thing again this week. Think he's gonna he's gonna win big. I do think that Jake's gonna win. I would not be shocked though if Jordan Iwana's in one. Um, even though Jake is the heavy favorite in this matchup, um, you know Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, Devontae Smith, McCaffrey, ETN. Um, I think those that's a pretty good little core that he has over there. Yeah, anything can happen. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Jake. Yep. All right, well, those are our picks of the week, and that was our latest episode of the CMB Fantasy Football League oh. podcast. Zach, you got Real, anything? As I got know? one more thing really quick. I'm going over League Pick'em, um, and we have a tie for first place. We had four guys get six right and miss right, one. It's yep. incredible. Uh, Jordan Iwan is in. Jake, Kemp's crew, Suggs, you, strong side. Yep. And then Blake from the Almond Brothers all Let's went go. six and one. Uh, so they have a four-way tie for first Nice. So be sure to lock in your picks before kickoff tonight. Um, it is a little bit trickier to find this year. It's under the league tab. So yep. when you're looking at it on your uh, computer, it's under league. Go to league, pick them. But apparently nobody had issues finding it as we had uh, 14 people playing last week. So nice. you're locking nice. those picks. So, All right. Zach, have a great day and uh, enjoy week two of the NFL season. Yep. Good luck in week two.